Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, Puviet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. We have a great episode for you today with an amazing guest. American artist Jennifer Salmons joins the show. Hailing from Louisiana, Jennifer is a brilliant artist who specializes in abstract works, and she does a stellar job in using harmonious colors while presenting cheerful, relaxed, vibrant, and peaceful works, primarily on canvas, but also offers some of her work on contemporary and useful items such as planners. I really love the vibe that she puts off in her work. She tends to use a lot of blues and greens and has done some spectacular portraits. On today's episode, Jennifer reflects on how she took a leap to the world of being a professional artist. She also discusses the finality of her projects and gives her point of view on whether or not a project can ever truly be finished. And finally, you'll hear from Jennifer as she describes her personal philosophy of living life colorfully and why it's important to do so. Really, really enjoyed my conversation with Jennifer, talented artist, and a great charismatic personality to go with it. She produces highly creative work, and I was excited to hear about the new medium that will serve as another artistic outlet. Really, 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 really fun conversation, and I'm elated for everyone to meet her. So let's go ahead and bring on American artist Jennifer Salmons, and let's learn. Did you go to school in Louisiana? Uh, I did. I went to Louisiana Tech, which is actually yeah. an hour here in Ruston, but... Um... It's, you know, it's a smaller college and I went to art school there. So, yeah, I've lived in Louisiana my whole life and went to school here, grew up here. So this this is home for me. And I think that's home of Terry Bradshaw, right? Yes, Terry Bradshaw. He actually went to Louisiana Tech. So he's a couple of years older, but yes, he was there when my parents were there. Yeah. And I think him and Carl Malone. Yes, absolutely. And that is is the extent of my Louisiana technology. (laughs) I was about to say, you know a lot. That's impressive (laughs) so far. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) I'm just curious as an artist now, what were your earliest memories of just being involved in art and being creative? Okay, well, I can honestly say I've always been an art nerd. Okay, I've like anything artistic just it blows me away. And I will say like, I started drawing before I even could, you know, was doing schoolwork. You know, I can remember being in class and, you know, teachers teaching and I'd be like in the back doodling and drawing pictures of the teacher and draw pictures of the classroom. But I think my first like true experience with art was I did this art contest when I was like in second grade. Okay. And it was like a Halloween, uh, a Halloween contest or something like that. And my dad and I drew out this whole like Mickey Mouse Halloween contest. And I got disqualified because it was too much like the book. I was drawing. Mm. But, uh, you know, it's just, that's always been something I've been interested in. I'm completely, you know, enthralled with it. It's just, you know, in my blood. So I've always yeah. enjoyed it. Well, yeah. You've always been enthralled with it, but when did it turn from something that was, hey, this is something I really enjoy? When did it turn from that into, hold up, I'm I'm really good at this, and also I could potentially make a career out of this? Well, you know, I started taking, I took art classes in college. I mean, in high school, and I I loved it. But I think when I got into college and you know tried out different majors and <laughs> like a lot of people do, and I finally got to the point where I was like, look, I this is something I want to do. I was a graphic design major. Um, and I majored in that, but I didn't use on a crazy, I didn't use my degree right away. And about six years ago, um, I don't know, it just like hit me and I started painting again. And it was, 
it was like the floodgates opened and I mm. couldn't stop painting. And then it became like, you know, people were coming to me. Oh, well, if you can do that, why don't you do something for me? And then it, it's, it honestly, it snowballed. And I got to the point where, okay, this is like a real thing. Like people are going to buy my art. People are going to like enjoy what I'm doing. And so, you know, I haven't stopped painting since then. It's just, it's, you know, I think things come in your life at the right time and the timing is everything. And at that time it was like, it was therapeutic for me. And it was like something I needed. And then it was something I could give back to people. So, you know, it was just, it was the right time for me. So. Yeah. You mentioned timing a couple of times. So I'm curious on pandemic, how did the pandemic's timing affect you as an artist? You know, I guess like everyone else, when the pandemic hit, it was like freak out because we rely so much on social media now. And it, I was thinking to myself, how, why would people want to buy art? You know, when we're going through this like major world crisis, like this is so trivial. It was so, you know, in my mind, like not important, but the pandemic hit and I was like, okay, I got to get it together. I got to figure out how I'm going to continue to sell my art. And I really pushed the social media and I really painted. I never stopped. Like I kept going and it was crazy how responsive people were and how I would get messages and they would say, thank you for doing that. Even if, even if it was stuff like I didn't sell, but people would send me messages like, thanks for putting something happy out there. Thanks for, hmm. you know, putting something that we can look at that will bring us joy rather than turn on the news and seeing nothing but bad. And, and it was like, okay, this is great. Like it's working. And I would have people come over to my house and pick up artwork and we would like, I would sit on my front porch because everybody in Louisiana has porches <laughs> and sitting at their car and we would have this conversation back and forth. And it was like, Hey, we're, it, this is working for me. And then I think the thing that really was great was um, I got the chance to paint something for one of our hospitals and during the pandemic and these nurses were writing me the sweetest notes. I'm like, gosh, look at this. Like it's bringing them joy. Like this is, I'm not by any means like saving the world, but it's bringing people joy and it's bringing people happiness during this, you know, horrific time. So the pandemic was, it was different how to navigate, you know, through our, you know, through that time, but it, it really didn't stop me from what I was doing. Yeah. I love that. What a great story. Uh, thank you. What is it about abstract art that intrigues you? Well, I enjoy abstract for several reasons. When, okay. So as an artist in your, when you're in art school and you're being taught how to do figure study or how to do like paint something that's real, there's, there's a starting point and there's a finishing point. So like if I'm painting a person, even if it's an abstract person, you know that they've got to have certain elements and with like a head and a body and with abstract, you can do whatever it's freeing and it's open and you can be as creative as you want to be. And it can be as detailed as you want it to be. And, you know, some artists, do things where they just put, you know, a couple of marks on a paper and that's their abstract. And then you can go the other extreme where you're doing layers and layers and texture and marks and different things like that. So abstract is very subjective and it's, it, it allows you to be, for me, it allows me to be as creative as I want to be. So it's just, it, and it's an open door, you know, like you can do create whatever. And it, I just, I find that very, you know, it's, it's freeing, I guess. Again, I said that, but you know, it just kind of lends any, the possibilities or just anything. Well, you mentioned a couple of times about having no rules as abstract and do what you yeah. want. 
And I know that Picasso, when he mentioned that he did his best work when he was young. And I think it's because we're more creative as children. As you've gotten older, how do you make sure that you maintain your creativity and maybe your innocence that maybe a childlike would have as an artist? Yeah, that's so true because, you know, as kids, like when we see kids paint and they paint like a sky green or, you know, and do some like crazy. They don't think twice. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're like, oh my God, you're so creative. And that's so great. And we praise them for that. And so I think as we get older, some of those things are taken away from us. So it's good to be still open to that childlike experience and not always follow all the rules. But I think different experiences in our life and different things that happen to us create for artists and in, in any field, you know, give us that tool to be creative. And they give us, whether it be a tragedy, whether it be something happy, like things like that, we're ever evolving and our tools are, to me, our experiences and, and let us, you know, express that in art and create and being creative. So yeah. we just have to kind of, you know, take, like I said, take that and uh, use it to our advantage. Earlier, you mentioned a lot of the positive aspects of the timing of the pandemic for you and how it was a great time. But I, I'm also wondering about on the flip side of the negative, how'd you handle the struggles that come with it that just during the pandemic, because maybe there were some doors that were closed, just the, the daily frustrations that you had to endure. How did you get through those? Tequila. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, <laughs> then my next question would be what brand? Yeah, it's crazy because, you know, all the like the shops are closed and things like that. So and designers or everybody's put you know, on, on hold. So, you know, like I said, you have to, I had to come up with creative ideas to, to sell the art. And I will say Facebook, Instagram, social media was, was definitely a lifesaver. And, you know, and I was having to balance my, obviously, I mean, I was having to balance my time. I have kids. So, you know, I became not only an artist, but I was a teacher. And so I'd have to balance my time between making sure homeschool was done. And then I still wanted to do my work. So, you know, it's a juggling, it was a juggling act at first for everyone. And, you know, you just figure it out as you go. And then it just became a routine after that. <laughs> Well, I'm not gonna let you have the hook. I gotta know: is it a blanco, reposado, añejo? What is the tequila of choice? <laughs> I mean, I like Patron, so you okay. know, a little Patron, a little lime, sit by the pool. It's not too bad. <laughs> can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. I know, right? <laughs> One of your life philosophies is to live life colorfully. So, what does it mean to live life colorfully? Well, in my okay, so if you look at my art, everything is very colorful. It's very vibrant, and I feel like it's kind of a reflection of my personality. I am a, a very vibrant person, and so when I look at when I look at my art and when I paint, I feel like the colors are happy to me. And I think I think that's our everyone's life goal is to be happy. You know, whether it be through you know whatever you do, you want to be happy. So I feel like just live your life. Be happy. Be colorful. If you look at a garden, you're never going to be sad seeing happy colors. I mean, that just makes you smile. So, and I, and I think that reflects in my artwork. What's a painting session look like for you? And how do you get yourself in the right mind frame to be creative? Do you have to do anything in preparation for it? And what's the session? Yeah, that is, that's a, that's a big key. And I think you, I, for me, I have to be, my mind has to be clear because if it's not, it reflects my work. And there's been times when I've painted all day and nothing has come of it. You know, it's just mess. And that's been because my head is not where, you know, I'm thinking about other things. I'm thinking about groceries or, you know, what I have to do at the end of the day. So 
for me, I, I put on some good music. I, you know, go to my studio and kind of clear my head. And sometimes I just have to sit in a little bit of quiet, do a little meditation and, um, you know, free my mind of outside voices and outside, you know, chatter. So it's really good for me to, like I said, be clear, be focused on what I need to do. Otherwise it just doesn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work for me. So what is the music soundtrack to a painting session? I like, you know, I think my go-to on Pandora is like the chill out station. <laughs> so I like more kind of spa like music, chill music, okay. but some, you know, I like getting, you know, some more fun stuff too, and kind of get faster brush strokes going. Okay. When I talk to creatives, I'm always curious about the ending process. One of the hardest things about writing is finishing a book or movie. Yeah. How many times you watch the movie and you're like, I love the movie, but the ending was bad. Or you read a book and you're yeah. like, the ending's bad. With art, there's always this question of how do I end it and how do I know when it is finished? So when you're, when you're painting, how do you know when you finish, when it is done? Or my yeah. follow-up question would be, is it ever done? Yeah, a million dollar questions. I think it was like Da Vinci that said art is only abandoned, never finished. Yeah, yeah. And and you have to because it there's always more you can add mm -hmm. and sometimes you just have to walk away for a little while and then come back to it because you know you'll see things differently with fresh eyes and I think I've gotten to the point where paintings can get overworked even an abstract like you can get to that point where you're like gosh I shouldn't have put those marks on there you know maybe that's too much in that corner so a lot of times if I feel like okay I need to add more. I'll leave it there for a couple days and come back and revisit the painting and think, okay, well, maybe it is done. Maybe this is it. Maybe I need to add a few more. So, I mean, it's just, it's kind of subjective. I mean, sometimes I, you, you finish and I look back on some things. I'm like, I, maybe I should have worked a little bit more on that. And then other people will look at it and be like, Oh, that's fabulous. So, you kind of have to go with your gut on that one and, and pray for the best. <laughs> Has that changed over time? Do you feel that you sway one way or the other more as far as you're more conservative and changing something or how has that changed over time for you? Yeah, it absolutely has changed. I think I, I do more now as I've learned and I've, um, and, and I, and it depends on, it honestly depends on the painting too, but I do think I've added more now. I, I enjoy using a lot of texture and a lot of different materials. So I, I have added more to the, the paintings as I've gotten, you know, farther along in my career. What do you feel is the biggest lesson you've learned from the last year? And it doesn't even have to be art related. Gosh, so many lessons. Uh, I would have to say perseverance. I mean, I think what we've learned through all this is that we have to keep on going and just, you know, roll with the punches because really when there's things that are handed to you that are out of your control, you, you have to just keep going because if you don't, you know, what, what, are, what, are, what are your options? You know, we have to keep moving. We have to keep doing what we love and put out there what we're good at. And that for me is art, you know, I can only do so much in this career to make it, you know, to make it. And I just have to keep going and, you know, and, and, and rely on your friends and your family. And, you know, we're, we're all together in this mess. And at the end of the day, it's that human interaction that, you know, that really makes it worth it. You know, it's crazy. Someone had given me a kiln to do pottery mm. and as an artist 
we are always looking for the next thing to do. And like I used to make jewelry years ago, I used to make jewelry and now I'm, I kind of want to get into pottery. And so that's okay. kind of my next thing I'd like to achieve is, to, you know, to kind of get into that, get into some um, collaborations with some like maybe some fashion, you know, get some art on some clothing, get some art on some uh, jewelry, something like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to do everything. <laughs> I want to do everything, but I don't have the time in the day to do everything. And I think that's part of being creative is that we yeah. just, our mind is constantly going, our wheels are constantly turning yeah. and it's fun. It's fun. That's fantastic. How Thank can you. people stay up to date with your career as a painter, but also down the road as you start getting into some pottery, how can people stay up to date and follow you and how can they purchase some of your art? Yeah. So I am on Instagram and Facebook and I have a website. So that I, you know, I do fabulous through Instagram and I have a lot of uh, connections through there. So I think that usually is my best people's best way to find me. I'm always posting. I post every single day. I post new artwork every day. I've, um, I'm on, you know, stories and always, you know, updating everybody. So definitely look, find me on social media because that's my, my go-to. This was, this, was, this was great. It was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. Thank you. I'm glad you found me. That's awesome. Well, great. Well, awesome. well, thank you so much. I appreciate you reaching out. Yeah, so glad I met you. I hope we chat again, but just thank you so much for today. Absolutely. Thanks, Randall. I appreciate it. All right. Bye, Jen. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Jennifer. Be sure to give her a follow on Instagram, Jen Salmon's Art. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. Randall has become like, you know, New York's favorite son. <laughs>